In preparation for Roe versus Wade being overturned, the media's favorite abortionist, Dr. Daniel Grossman, recommends falsifying the medical records of women experiencing abortion pill complications to thwart law enforcement investigations. The new FDA commissioner nominee, Robert Califf, who previously headed the agency in 2016, gets grilled by senators for extending the use of the abortion pill from seven to 10 weeks and dropping the requirement for the abortion industry to report non-lethal complications of the abortion pill on women. This abortionist and FDA commissioner literally want unborn babies and their mothers to die. I'm Seth Gruber and this is Unaborted. Welcome to the show today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have been enjoying the show, if you're a new listener and this has been a helpful podcast for you, would you go give us a rating and review? It really helps us reach more people. It's always the pitch every podcaster gives, but it's because it actually helps. It shows up um, in the ratings and um, uh, in the top 100 ratings on podcasts, for example. By the way, uh, this podcast, Unaborted, just so you guys know, as you may not know, um, has for some time uh, in the last few weeks, actually, uh, been, I think it was in the top 80 on a top 100 list of, of news commentary, the news commentary category. So uh, not, not bad for a pro-life podcast that mainly focuses on the pro-life issue. So thank you guys for listening, tuning in, uh, and your support really does drive the show um, higher up the ratings. Leave us five stars, let us know what you think, and if you want to support this show to help us reach more people, expand our production value, the number of guests we have on, guests we can have in studio, and in the new year, begin doing conversational content on the streets, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash unaborted to become a patron of the show. Select your tier and the perks that you'll get for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. So um, this is La La Land, huh? Uh, I mean, these types of headlines um, and, you know, chirons, if it were on the news, uh, probably wouldn't even be believed by most of the American public. And yet this is the culture of death. This abortionist and FDA commissioner nominee who used to actually head the FDA, literally want not just unborn babies, but also their mothers to die, right? And this is something you need to wake up to, and we'll be releasing uh, an episode later this week with Dr. Christina Francis. You're not going to want to miss that one from the American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, and we'll talk more about this. But you need to wake up to the fact that the abortion industry, the Democrat Party, the media, the, the abortion industrial complex... Uh, don't care about women, right? They say that we need to keep abortion safe, legal, and rare. I guess they drop the rare. They just want it legal. Uh, but they don't care if it's not safe, and they certainly don't want it rare. They just want it legal, right? And so they're, they're perfectly fine with sort of getting rid of safety regulations on the sale of the abortion pill if it means, you know, increasing their um, sales, decreasing their bottom line, and increasing their profit. They're perfectly fine with that. And we're going to get into how the response, motivation, and priorities of this abortionist and this FDA commissioner nominee reveal just that. This is an episode to share with your pro-choice friends to remind them the type of figureheads who, who push abortion and who are, who are cited as authoritative sources by the media when it comes to this debate. Um, it's not as if these men just really care about women and their bodily autonomy. And so they, they're just concerned with protecting abortion rights. That's all. 
but but they would never do anything to to intentionally harm the women that they say they exist to serve. We need to keep abortion safe for the mom, right? Because it's it's healthcare and healthcare should be safe, right? Uh, no, they, they don't care, okay? And I think you're going to realize that in short order. So Dr. Daniel Grossman, appropriately named, for he is indeed a gross, gross man, just publicly went on record recommending that abortionists falsify the medical records of women experiencing abortion pill complications. So here's a live-action news article from December 15th. Uh, you can see a picture of him here if you watch the show on YouTube. Um, they captured a perfect image of him there. Doesn't he just look creepy? Um, and Dr. Daniel Grossman, according to the article, an abortionist leading the charge to expand access to the abortion pill, recently suggested that emergency doctors should avoid documenting abortion pill complications to hide information from law enforcement in a potentially post-row environment, right? So this is part of their um, push to prepare for the likelihood that Roe versus Wade is overturned, it goes back to the states. And as we covered last week with Dr. Mark Newman, we therefore need to make California a sanctuary state for killing babies. Um, the the uh, interview that Live Action is referring to is actually from a Salon.com article uh, here from December 13th, written by Amanda Marcote. And she interviewed Dr. Grossman and other crazy abortion-obsessed creeps, such as Amanda Bonow, I believe, who was the, the chick behind the Shout Your Abortion. Remember that? Shout Your Abortion movement. And she was one of the ladies on the Supreme Court steps um, during the protests when the Supreme Court began hearing oral arguments to overturn Roe. She was there with other women literally taking the abortion pill on video. Um, as a way to speak truth to power and reassert their bodily autonomy rights. So the Salon.com uh, interviewed Amanda as well as Dr. Grossman. Here's what Amanda wrote at Salon.com. Doctors have a role to play in this. On Twitter, Dr. Grossman floated the idea of doctors providing advanced provision of pills in response to sex advice columnist Dan Savage suggesting stockpiling, <laughs> suggesting stockpiling abortion pills um, it, for when you need them. Um, quote, advanced provision of abortion pills before you need them makes a lot of sense, Grossman wrote on Twitter. Mifepristone has a shelf life of about five years, and misoprostol has a shelf life of about two years. Uh, just as a quick definition of terms for new listeners of the show, because I have covered this in the past, mifepristone or mifeprex is the first regimen of the abortion pill. That's the one that cuts off the hormone progesterone, which is needed to maintain the lining of the uterus. Without progesterone, the lining of the uterus breaks down. All nutrients to the baby is cut off, and the baby starves to death. That's mifepristone or mifeprex. Misoprostol is what you take about 48 hours later at home, even when you get mifepristone, even when you get the pills in person. And then misoprostol forces your uterus to have contractions and you dump your baby in the toilet. So those are the um, regimens that he's referring to. The Salon.com article goes on and says, as Grossman explained to Salon, some doctors already do this for patients who are traveling overseas for a long time especially in places where the law or lack of resources makes the pills hard to get in a pinch. California has already moved to enhance patient confidentiality protections in anticipation of patients who obtain pills in their state for use in one where abortion is banned. Right, and this is all part of the future of abortion council's recommendations for making California the, um, well, for making California, I guess, baby-proof, making sure no babies um, are born on their watch. Dr. Grossman also suggested that doctors themselves need to be educated, and here we go, listen, doctors need to be educated on how to better protect patients. Once abortion is banned, he notes, and this is Grossman, quote, some of this is going to fall on emergency department clinicians. 
Because patients who show up with rare complications, or in some cases are just worried after taking abortion pills at home, we need to get better about really figuring out what questions we need to ask and what we need to document in the medical record, he noted, because he worries that, quote, the medical record could be used against the patient to potentially prosecute them, end quote. In other words, Dr. Grossman wants to cover his own derriere and prevent the real data from being recorded on how dangerous the abortion pill is for the women taking it and who are being told that it is safer than Tylenol, to quote Cecile Richards, the former president of Planned Parenthood, who made that claim in a Los Angeles Times opinion editorial several years ago, that the abortion pill is even safer than Tylenol. Dr. Grossman doesn't want the real data being reported or recorded. And the fact that he says this on record is pretty shocking and damning. Um, but I guess nothing should shock us from the people who murder babies profit off of it and have built their abortion industrial complex on the mutilated bodies of aborted children. Dr. Grossman is literally saying here, we need to decide as doctors um, what type of information we actually record on the medical record. Why? Well, because we wouldn't want the medical record to be used against the patient to potentially prosecute them, perhaps in a state that is now enabled to ban abortion because Roe versus Wade is overturned and therefore abortion laws go back to states and their federalist jurisdiction. That's what Dr. Grossman is saying here. Um, but I thought we were supposed to care about these women. I thought we were supposed to care about the patients and their health and well-being. Remember, they tell us abortion is health care and abortion is just like any other surgery, in which case it should be treated like any other surgery and the protection and safety of the patient should be put at the highest priority and regard. But of course, it's not. And one way you would do that, ensure that patients are actually protected, is getting all of the data from complications on the abortion pill so that women are informed, right? That's what informed consent means, is that you actually have to have all the information before you make a decision. You can't really exercise your right to choose if the information you need to make educated choices is intentionally being denied to you. And that's exactly what Dr. Grossman and the abortion industrial complex are focused on doing. It's pretty shocking stuff, but we'll get to in just a second exactly who this man is. I've covered him before, Dr. Daniel Grossman, um, but I'll give you a little bit of a history on him in just one second. So I think we should maybe ask this question, given that the Democrat Party in collusion with the FDA and the abortion industry in collusion with the FDA have succeeded in keeping the abortion pill available on a mail order basis. Now remember, remember, if you're a new listener to the show and you don't remember the older episodes, okay, we discussed during COVID how there were lawsuits brought against the FDA trying to force them to lift their safety regulations on the sale of the abortion pill. These safety regulations were called REMS or Risk Evaluation and Mitigation Strategy. And there are very few medications that are under the REMS requirement. In other words, you have to show up in person for an in-person evaluation before you get those meds. And the abortion pill is one of the few medications that meets the REMS need or requirement. And the reason for this is a, is a brief, let me see, I can do this in 35, 40 seconds, is that you have to perform an ultrasound to confirm gestational age of the baby because the abortion pill is only taken through 10 weeks. And so if you take it past 10 weeks, not only will the baby be partially killed, you'd have floating dead baby 
parts in your uterus, making you susceptible to sepsis and death. And then also you have to make sure mom doesn't have an ectopic pregnancy, a tubal pregnancy. And there's no way to confirm that except through an in-person evaluation and an ultrasound. So that was why those in-person evaluations, safety regulations were put on the abortion pill. But the abortion industry succeeded in suing the FDA to drop those safety regulations on the abortion pill, therefore opening the door to what we call mail order murder or telemedicine abortions. The abortion pill is literally snail mailed and shipped to your daughter's or the, uh, the young women of this country's mailbox on their college campus or home. There's no way for pro-lifers to protect those pre-born children, okay? So given that we now have mail order murder, telemedicine abortions, I think it's reasonable to conclude that more women will utilize that, right? If you're an Amazon Prime member, how many of you actually go shopping for some of those things that you used to get in person? Uh, not very many of us. We just all get it from Amazon Prime, don't we? Um, so it's so easy, right? Why would you go and do an in-person evaluation when you can just order these pills online? So I think it, it's fair to ask the question, how many women taking the abortion pill in this next season or in a few years will end up dead or needing emergency surgery due to the abortion industry's push for mail order abortions, due to people like Dr. Abortionist Daniel Grossman, who are literally saying, yeah, you should stockpile abortion pills. Um, and you, you'll probably have some mainstream media hack encouraging the same thing as a way to fight back against pro-life states in case Roe versus Wade is overturned. Well, the more and more women who take abortion pills, especially because they'll probably be able to get them shipped into their pro-life state where abortion is banned if Roe versus Wade get, gets overturned, you're going to have women all across the country, unfortunately and tragically, who are still going to try to choose what they think is the easy way out by killing their baby at an earlier stage through an abortion pill shipped to their mailbox. Um, and now the amount of women using abortion pills is probably going to skyrocket, which means the complications for women is going to skyrocket as well. So let's look at some of the data on the dangerous nature of the abortion pill. And, and let's see if we can kind of come to maybe a rough estimate of how many women will end up dead or needing emergency surgery and how much that might increase due to the push for mail order murder and, the, and, and seemingly the likelihood that the FDA is not going to um, return to their safety regulations on the abortion pill. Meaning that tragically, I think that the abortion pill is going to continue to remain in a telemedicine format, a mail order format. And given the new FDA commissioner nominee, who we'll get to in a second, I don't think we have any reason to believe that if he gets confirmed, he will return to the REMS requirement on the abortion pill, but instead will push to keep it in a mail order format. So according to a committee opinion from the ACOG, that's the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, who we've debunked on this show before as being just a tool of the abortion industry. But according to a committee opinion from the ACOG on dating pregnancies, right, on women dating their own pregnancies, up to 50% of women will be wrong about their gestational age when relying on, on uh, only on recall of their last menstrual period. So <laughs> when you don't confirm gestational age um, of the baby in an in-person evaluation through an ultrasound before getting the abortion pill, then you're just relying on dating from your last menstrual period, which means that you're the only one doing that, right? So now you're just telling a website the, what we call pill mills that just ship these abortion pills, how far along you are. And they say, okay, great. And they send it to you. <laughs> but uh, according to ACOG, it's held in high esteem by the abortion industry, up to 50% of those women will be wrong about their gestational age, which means that up to 50% of the women taking abortion pills in a telemedicine format may be taking it um, 
past the period when legally they're allowed to, further endangering their own lives. In fact, according to the Guttmacher Institute in 2017, um, and we have the data here, the abortion pill accounted for nearly 40% of all abortions. Um, and we'll pull this up on the show for you guys watching. A total of 339,640 medication abortions occurred in 2017. 2017, with the abortion pill on the rise in a telemedicine mail order format, of course that number is way higher now. Um, and we kill about roughly a million babies a year. Um, the abortion industry reports like low 900,000s, high 800,000s, but because states are not required to report their abortion data, you can assume that it's actually much higher. Okay, so 50% of women will be wrong on their gestational age when relying on their last menstrual period. Uh, we're probably approaching 50% of all abortions being medication abortion pills uh, on the rise through telemedicine. And then, here's another data point, the uh, American Association of Pro-Life Obstetricians and Gynecologists, um, who will have the chairman of the board on later this week, Dr. Christine Francis, APLOG, to um, do the abbreviation, reviewed data from Finland. And Finland has a centralized healthcare system and a centralized reporting system, right? Not that I would necessarily want Finland's um, healthcare here in America, but because of the way that they run it, their data is more reliable because it all goes through a centralized system. And so APLOG reviewed data from Finland, which found, and we have the bulletin from APLOG here, if you want to look it up from February 25th, 2020, uh, in a practice bulletin called um, Medical Management of Elective Induced Abortion. And they found from the Finland data that medication abortion is four times more likely to have an adverse event than a surgical abortion. So in other words, Medication, when I say medication abortion, I mean the abortion pill is actually four times more dangerous than surgical abortions. And in the data that they reviewed from Finland, they found that 20% of women using medication abortions will have significant adverse events. Up to 8% will need emergency surgery, and 2 to 3% will need transfusions. So it's very difficult, like I said, to answer this question with any specificity regarding how many women taking the abortion pill will end up dead or, need, or needing emergency surgery due to the abortion industry's push for mail-order abortions. But if, if you multiply 8%, and that's the number of women needing emergency surgery, um, or, or uh, emergency, urgent care emergency surgery, and you multiply 8% um, times approximately 450,000 per year, okay? Because that would be a conservative estimate, I think, right now, of the, um, the number of uh, abortions due to the abortion pill. At least 450,000 this next year, 2022. I would not be surprised if it was over half a million. So let's go with 450,000 per year, 8% of that. That's 36,000 women per year. That's maybe as close as an estimate as we can get conservatively here as to the number of women who will need emergency surgeries, um, assuming that they make it to the hospital in time. Um, this is shocking stuff. And as we'll talk about in uh, a little bit later in the show, the abortion industry and the people pushing abortion pills and mail-order murder, they know about this data from Finland, but they ignored it. Um, data from Finland also found that abortion across the board, meaning whether it's medication, a pill, or surgical, abortion across the board is four times more likely to cause death than childbirth or delivery than just giving birth to your child. So if we're all about the safety of women, right, then why are we pushing the abortions, abortions at all or the abortion pill? Again, because they don't care about the health of women or their lives. Um, abortion is actually illegal in Finland after 12 weeks, unless the mother's life is in danger or there's um, exceptional circumstances 
which then would require two doctors to sign off on it. Okay, so that's how Finland's laws are structured on abortion. So the overwhelming vast majority of abortions are done at less than 12 weeks in Finland, and they are still four times more likely to kill the mother than childbirth, okay? But in America, we have abortions legal through all nine months of pregnancy for any reason or no reason at all. Um, and also, I recently learned this. This is quite shocking and just another point to make to, to help you understand and convince your skeptics that the abortion industry cares about as much um, for the women obtaining abortions as they do about the unborn children they kill. And originally, Mifeprex or Mifepristone, okay, the, 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 the medication of the first regimen of the abortion pill, originally Mifeprex had a black box warning to not use if the patient was remote and did not have immediate access to emergency services. So originally, the people behind the abortion pill were more honest in admitting that yes, there can be severe complications to the abortion pill such that we don't want you to take it if you live in a remote, remote rural area. Because if you have complications, you might be too far away from the hospital to get there in time to save your life if you're hemorrhaging or bleeding out, right? It's like, but they, of course, they removed that black box warning. Um, but Dr. Grossman doesn't care about dooming pregnant mothers to death in rural America by literally advising them to stockpile abortion pills that they order online. This is why the FDA's REMS, Risk Evaluation and Mitigation Strategy, existed, and yet Dr. Grossman was one of the leading voices to drop the REMS requirement last year when he wanted mail order murder during COVID. And I covered this at the time, but Dr. Grossman of, of UCSF, okay, he, where he's an abortion trainer, we'll get to that in a second, he was pushing on Twitter and publicly that, that the FDA needed, needed to drop the safety regulations requiring an in-person evaluation before the abortion pill because it wasn't necessary and that we could safely take care of women in a mail-order format. Um, so this will basically be the Amazon Prime of the abortion industry, and people will begin opting, I think, almost solely for telemedicine or mail-order abortion, particularly if they live in a more pro-life state and Roe v. Wade is overturned and they can't go to a center to get an abortion, they'll just order it online from one of these pill mill websites unless we have conservative Republican... Um, legislators with spines who are going to put some teeth into the legislation to ensure that abortion pills can't be snail mailed into their state. So who is Dr. Daniel Grossman? Uh, this is a great review here from Live Action from their piece on Dr. Daniel Grossman. Uh, I'll just go through it just as a brief review of who this man is so you understand how compromised he is, how committed he is to abortion, and how little he cares about life or the lives of the women he says he exists to serve. Dr. Daniel Grossman is a former NARAL board member. NARAL? Yeah, the National Abortion Rights Action League, and current um, board member of National Abortion Federation. He is a faculty member in the Department of Obstetrics, Gynecology, and Reproductive Services at the University of California, San Francisco, UCSF, which is the late-term abortion training capital of the country. Um, and they openly train abortionists there. That's where you go if you want to get trained uh, in the, the best training for killing babies, particularly in later term. And UCSF is heavily funded by the Buffett Foundation. Warren Buffett, right, sort of uh, in the George Soros realm of debauchery and wealth who use their funds to fund all types of leftist causes that ruin the country and target families and life and liberty. Daniel Grossman currently serves on California Governor Gavin Newsom's Future of Abortion Council, which we just did an episode, of course, with Dr. Mark Newman about. Um, so there you go. He is also a senior advisor at, at IBIS Reproductive Health, 
as, um, and as recently as 2020, was directly funded by the abortion pills manufacturer, Danko Laboratories. Uh, Danko Laboratories was the manufacturer of the abortion pill. Bill Clinton brought the abortion pill here through Danko in 2000, one of his first things he did as president. Um, and so they directly fund um, Ibis Reproductive Health, where Daniel Grossman serves as a senior advisor, um, and is currently funded by the Packard Foundation. Uh, the Packard, uh, David and Lucille, I believe, Packard, um, is a lar was a large investor in Danko Laboratories. Okay, so <laughs> just some of the collusion here, so you understand. In addition, Daniel Grossman sits on the editorial board of the journal called Contraception, uh, which publishes many of his abortion pill studies. Contraception is a radically far-left pro-abortion uh, medical journal. Uh, Contraception happens to be the official journal of the Society of Family Planning, another pro-abortion group, founded with a generous contribution from the Packard Foundation and receives millions from the Buffett Foundation, both of whom are large investors in Danko. So there you go, great review from Live Action on who exactly Daniel, uh, Dr. Daniel Grossman is. And of course, at UCSF, they are also um, the sort of the, um, on the front lines of um, infanticide and performing uh, experiments on babies born alive. And so they, they perform abortions there um, in a way to specifically harvest the tissue um, and organs of babies. And, and if you um, in, inject methotroxate, methotroxate, I'm mispronouncing it right now, uh, to kill the baby in a later term abortion, it spoils the tissue. And so rather they, they soften the lining of the uterus with misoprostol um, and try to kill the baby before it slips out in order to get as intact organs to sell as possible to interested third parties. Um, so just so you understand what goes on at UCSF, um, where Dr. Daniel Grossman is, is very heavily involved. So that is um, the push right now. And, uh, and we're going to get to this FDA commissioner in just one second, um, who also does not want to see the safety regulations returned on the abortion pill, because he, like Dr. Daniel Grossman, uh, doesn't just want unborn babies to die. He's perfectly fine with their mothers dying as well, as long as they can increase abortion access. And in increasing abortion access, therefore increase the money that the abortion industry can make. And in increasing the money that the abortion industry can make, Dr. Daniel Grossman gets a lot richer. And this, uh, this FDA uh, Biden nominee uh, can continue ensuring his place within the liberal establishment as a defender of their high sacrament of abortion. So we're going to get to that in just one second. But first, I want to share an exciting announcement with you. I've told you about the Love Life California conference. I'm hosting a huge conference at, Cal at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills on January 29th, the last Saturday of January. Um, and this is a Kairos turning point we're living in right now. We're seeing the church uh, in sort of stirring, maybe starting to wake up a little bit. And I've certainly seen that on life in California, because after I preached at Calvary Chapel Chino Hills with my good friend, Pastor Jack Hibbs, in October of 2020, within a few short months, that church had a Christian witness outside the three abortion centers within a 50-minute radius of that church. They're now saving three to five babies a week through their Love Life ministry there, and we now have dozens of ch uh, church partners and uh, probably... 50, 60, 70, 80 people involved in regular sidewalk counseling outside abortion centers just in Southern California. And we have some mission fields and missionaries up in Northern California as well. This is incredible. Some of these abortion centers were almost completely void of a Christian witness 
prior to uh, November of 2020, and now they have Christians outside there every day. Babies are being saved. Um, yes, we have to contend for righteousness uh, politically, but if the church shows up outside of abortion centers every day, that would change the spiritual trajectory of the country entirely. I think we would begin bankrupting the abortion industry, and I think the politics would soon follow because people would get awakened to their responsibility. The courage would become infectious, and that's what this conference is about, is about making courage um, infectious, and we will have people like Kirk Cameron, Pastor Jack Hibbs, the former abortionist, Dr. Anthony Leventino, uh, Monica Klein, the former Planned Parenthood sex educator, uh, myself. Um, you're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be a phenomenal conference. And uh, it'll be all day in person, but you can also purchase live stream tickets if you'd like to tune in from somewhere else around the country. If you want 25% off, you can use my code UNABORTED25, all caps, UNABORTED25 for 25% off. Go sign up now for the conference. I'll see you on January 29th at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and we'll be right back with a whole lot more. So let's talk about this FDA commissioner nominee. His name's Robert Califf, okay, and he expanded abortion pill use uh, when he headed the FDA in 2015-2016 under Obama, okay? So according to Live Action News here on December 14th, on Tuesday, and that was December 14th, the U.S. Senate Committee on Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions held hearings on whether to approve Robert Califf. President Joe Biden's nominee to head the Food and Drug Administration. Califf previously headed the agency in 2016 when the agency extended the use of the deadly abortion pill regimen to preborn babies from seven weeks up to 10 weeks. <laughs> That's who this man is. He already headed the FDA. The abortion pill prior to that was only available through seven weeks. Now it's available through 10 weeks. That's a lot more babies to kill, a lot more women um, whose babies' lives we can profit off of by killing them. Um, and telling their mothers that, uh, you know, surgical abortions can be difficult to get in your more pro-life state, so now you can get our abortion pill through 10 weeks. So that's who Robert Califf is, okay? So um, the Senate will have to decide as to whether to confirm him or not. If the, um, if the Republicans uh, work in a coordinated manner with the help of Joe Manchin, um, who really should just become a Republican senator at this point, um, then we may be able to block his um, confirmation, uh, but don't hold your breath. Um, here is Senator Burr from North Carolina asking Robert Califf about his intentional expansion of the later use of the abortion pill. So let's play this clip. You have a history with the risk evaluation and mitigation strategy or RIMS for the drug uh, Mifupristone. Uh, many around the country have asked that you address this issue. Do you believe that the FDA needs to take any action to further weaken the RIMS for this or similar drugs? Or can you reassure us that no changes are needed at this time? Senator Barr, I appreciate the importance of this uh, question. As you're well aware, a fundamental uh, principle at FDA is that Americans should have access to drugs that are safe and effective for their FDA-indicated use. And guiding those decisions um, is the best available evidence with core scientific principle, just like any other area regulated by the FDA. I'm aware, as are you, that um, FDA has filed a court document indicating that its review of uh, the REMS data on mifeprostone is um, soon going to be available. As you know, in this position I'm in now, I'm not involved in those discussions, and I can't predict uh, the outcome. But I have great confidence in the FDA staff that they will use the latest available evidence and core scientific principles to make the best possible decision. 
Uh, well, there you go. Follow the science, right? <laughs> Follow the science. Uh, when asked about um, Robert Califf's intentional expansion of the later use of the abortion pill by Senator Burr, he just says, well, we're going to follow the science, right? He's been watching Dr. Fauci knows how to mealy mouth his answers to sound like he's credible. He literally said, follow, quote, the latest available evidence and core scientific principles to make the best possible decisions. We're just going to follow the science. You can trust us. We won't intentionally ignore any data or facts or findings that run contrary to our narrative. We'll look at all the facts and, and we'll weigh them all equally and we'll come up with the best policy prescriptions in order to take care of the health of women, blah, 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 blah. Follow the science. Science is a meaningless term in the lexicon of the left. Here's why. All right, let's follow the science, Dr. Robert. All right, I guess he's not a Dr. Robert Califf, you abortion hack. Just as a reminder, you guys, the abortion industry claims that abortion is safer than childbirth. And they always point to a study by Raymond and Grimes to prove it, um, to make this point. And uh, this is something that you can bet uh, Robert Califf believes as well, because he has no problem expanding the abortion bill. That's what he did when he previously headed the FDA. Now, if he actually cared about the lives of women and he knew that the abortion pill has a fourfold times more uh, danger to women uh, than surgical abortions, he wouldn't be pushing it so vehemently, would he? And I just, you know, we just went over the data from Finland that found that abortions across the board were four times more likely to cause deaths in childbirth and that the abortion pill was four times more dangerous than surgical abortions. Caliph knows all that, but he's ignored all of that, right? Because follow the science. And, and the one piece of data that they always rely on to say that, oh, no, abortion's safe. It's actually safer than childbirth is this Raymond and Grimes study. We've talked about it on the show before with Dr. Brent Bowles, and we'll talk about it again some with uh, Dr. Christina Francis from the American Association of Pro-Life OBGYNs. The Raymond Grimes paper claims that abortion is 14 times safer than childbirth, but it's deeply flawed because they treat abortion mortality and childbirth mortality as equivalent statistics when they are not. And because the statistics regarding abortion mortality are woefully um, inadequate and incomplete. The Raymond and Grimes uh, study ignored the data from Finland. They also ignored the California database of 170,000 Medicaid patients that showed increased mortality, depression, suicide, substance abuse, and other problems and women who have had abortions as compared to those who have not. Uh, the Raymond and Grimes study also ignored um, research by David Reardon. David Reardon submitted opposition research responding and rebutting the findings of Raymond and Grimes. Um, and uh, you can find it on the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health. They ignored all of that data um, that David Reardon um, submitted and refused to address um, his piece uh, going against the claims found in this study that claimed abortion is 14 times safer than childbirth, right? But follow the science, right? But these people are not focused on following the science, and neither is Robert Califf. Um, Senator Braun then from Indiana asked Robert Califf about the risk evaluation mitigation strategy on the abortion pill, the REMS, noting a study which analyzed Medi Medicaid data within 17 states that allow taxpayer funding of abortions. And in this study, and uh, Senator Braun doesn't specifically go through the findings of the study, but we, I pulled it up, and we'll show it to you in just one second. This study found that the, um, within 17 states that allow taxpayer funding of abortion found that the rate of abortion-related ER visits for chemical abortions, that's Medicaid abortions, increased 507% from 2002 to 2015, something you would think might concern pro-choice leaders if they cared about the health of women. So here's Senator Braun from Indiana. 
under your leadership in 2016, the FDA weakened uh, the risk evaluation and mitigation strategy on protocols on uh, uh, mifepristone, uh, hard to pronounce, but uh, a drug that's used, uh, you know, early uh, in the stages of when you're entertaining an abortion. Uh, recent study analyzed 423,000 taxpayer-funded abortions between 02 and 15. And um, I've got um, a question. Do you think that we need to uh, be in that relaxed kind of um, interpretation of that particular approach? Or is this something you're going to listen to current information and technology on uh, so that you give uh, a full kind of consideration of that particular methodology on abortions? Well, as, I, as I've already discussed with Senator Burr, um, I, I do appreciate the question. Um, there is um, a document filed by uh, FDA um, in court about the evaluation of the data on mifepristone, and it, um, you know, uh, the reevaluation is imminent. I'm not involved in that particular reevaluation, but I can assure you the staff will be looking at the latest data and applying the best science and make uh, the best possible decision. I have confidence in that staff, and I know them well. And I think that's in the context of what we're seeing, uh, even with what the courts are taking up in terms of trying to get to the proper balance on Roe versus Wade, and uh, that issue is going to be out there. And I think to uh, many Americans, it's a, an important, including uh, the question I just asked. Uh, Madam Chair, um, I ask unanimous consent to submit for the record the testimony of an individual that experienced complications resulting uh, from a chemical abortion drug. Without objection. Thank you. Follow the science, right? Um, completely ignoring the um, study that he cites, which you know uh, Caliph and the other abortion uh, supporting individuals know about. You know, it, it would be insulting to assume that they don't know the real data about how dangerous the abortion pill is for women. They just ignore it, right, because they want to increase their sales of abortions. And so Caliph's response to Senator Braun citing this data um, from the study that analyzed Medicaid data um, is that um, I can assure you that the staff will be looking at the latest data and applying the best science and make the best possible decision. Science, 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 science. I wish I could ban that term. Um, from the American language. It, it is meaningless today. Um, if science means that boys can be girls and girls can be boys, chopping off an eight-year-old's penis because he thinks he's a girl is health care, and ripping the limbs off of pre-born children before crushing their skull is women's rights, then um, I don't want to have anything to do with your science. Um, but let's talk about the science, because Senator Braun specifically mentioned a study that talked about a 507% increase in abortion-related ER visits for medication abortions from 2002 to 2015. That's wild. You would think that would be concerning for people who don't even care about the pre-born and only care about the women taking abortions. A recent analysis of these adverse events, right, the adverse events report submitted to the FDA by Danko, Danko Laboratories, the group that manufactured the abortion pill here in America, revealed that abortion pill clients experiencing a complication are more likely to receive care from an emergency room than the abortion facility where they obtained the pills. So what does that mean? Okay, It means that the data they point to to say that the abortion pill is safe, it's data coming from where, where? 
Oh yeah, the abortion centers that have to report uh, specifically uh, life risks or death from use of the abortion pill, right? So if the women who have complications from the abortion pill are not going back to the abortion clinic to get help, but they're going to the emergency room, then the data about the complications from the abortion pill is not accurate because most of the follow-up for those complications is not being performed by the people required to report it. The abortion centers, do you see that you can't rely on any of this data? Um, so, that, so, so here is specifically um, the study that I was referring to, published by Issues in Law and Medicine. The study was called Deaths in Severe Adverse Events After the Use of Misfapristone as an Abortifacient from September 2000 to February 2019. Here's what they found. A team of 30 board-certified physicians spent three years reviewing thousands of pages of adverse events reports and discovered glaring deficiencies in reporting on abortion pill complications and deaths. They also found that more than 60%, more than 60% of the surgeries due to abortion pill complications were not handled by the abortion facility, increasing the potential for large amounts of underreported complications. There you go. So when Senator Braun and the other senators are asking Robert Califf, this abortion hack who previously headed the FDA and increased the use of the abortion pill from seven to 10 weeks, and they're asking him about the complications and the threat to women specifically who take the abortion pill, this is the real data about how dangerous it is for women, the data that Robert Califf, that Dr. Daniel Grossman, that the abortion industrial complex refuses to acknowledge or entertain. And let me finish with this, just so you understand again what type of man Robert Califf is. Um, he knows how unreliable the data from abortion pill complications is. He knows how unreliable the data is. Why do I know this? Ready for this? According to Live Action News, Dr. Califf did a big favor to the abortion industry in 2016 by changing the reporting structure related to adverse effects from chemical abortion. The changes under Dr. Califf's watch included only, only reporting deaths related to chemical abortion and no longer reporting other adverse effects, including traumatic and near-death complications. This callous move made at the behest of the abortion industry has dealt a major blow to the already inadequate data surrounding chemical abortion in particular. So whenever they talk about the abortion pill just being safe, that it's safer than Tylenol, to quote the former Planned Parenthood, of, Planned Parenthood president, this is the data. This is the real data, the data they refuse to acknowledge. And so he knows that the data is unreliable. This is why Dr. Daniel Grossman right, says, oh, we need to make sure that what kind of data we're logging in the medical records. Right, because he doesn't want the real data to be logged, showing how dangerous the abortion pill is. This is why Robert Califf, right, doesn't want the real data being reported, because when he headed the FDA in 2016 under Obama, he told the abortion industry, you only have to report deaths related to chemical abortions and no other adverse events or complications, surgeries, blood transfusions, or near-death complications. You don't have to report that, right? Because this is follow the science. So you need to understand the moment that the pro-life movement is, is in and that our country is in. This abortionist and this former FDA commissioner and new FDA commissioner nominee by Biden want unborn babies and their mothers to die. It would be insulting for you, me, or another pro-choicer to assume that these two men are people of goodwill, 
of good faith, and they just don't know the data. Like they don't know the alternative findings and sources and data and studies and science. They just really, they just really want women to be able to access abortion safely. They would never intentionally harm women or put their livelihoods, health, and life on the line in order to expand abortion access. But they would never do that. It would be insulting for us to assume that that they are that that they, they are that stupid to know none of the data I just went through with how involved they are in pushing abortion. No, 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 no. No, I respect them enough to know that they know all this freaking data and they don't care. And they're willing to hide it, suppress it, and ensure that complications related to an abortion pill that's four times more dangerous than surgical abortions are not reported so that they can say it's really safe and encourage more women to stockpile it in their freaking garages and dorm rooms so that they can have orgasms without responsibility and kill their children in pro-life states that would have abortion banned if Roe v. Wade is overturned so that the abortion industry can decrease their bottom line by manufacturing a cheap abortion pill and selling it at huge high margins and then shipping it from India straight to your daughter's mailbox and college dorm room slot. That is the future of the abortion industry. This is what they're pushing. Their cards are on the table. To quote Maya Angelou, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah, believe them. Uh, you should believe th these men. Um, who are creepy abortion, bloodthirsty hacks, who are most concerned with ideology and with money. And if the women obtaining abortions have to be sacrificed like the pre-born, so be it. So what are you going to do against this? Well, educate yourself, share this with people, call your representative, and start showing up at pro-life rallies. There's been a lot of good work outside of the University of California, San Francisco, where Dr. Daniel Grossman works. Educate your peers, have conversations, contact your representative, share this online, and launch a pro-life chapter at your church to begin contending in the public square as the last institution, the church, that can really actually hold government to account. The hope is us, the time is now, if not you, who, if not now, when? This is a Kairos moment. This is the dystopic, disgusting, bloodthirsty future that we are headed towards if we don't rise up and end abortion very soon. Thanks for joining me today. Head on over to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Give the show a rating and review. We really appreciate it. Let us know what you think. Head on over to SethGruber.com for my newsletter to sign up uh, to get more information, to see my speaking schedule, or to book me for an event for 2022 as the calendar is filling up quickly. I hope to see you on January 29th at the Love Life California conference. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. Hey! Hey!